Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, November 28th, 2021, which is the first Sunday in the season of Advent. Let's begin our time together with a reading from the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah writes, The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety, and this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The Word of the Lord. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the time of year when a few familiar questions start to bubble up. Have you started your Christmas shopping yet? What's on your Christmas wish list? How about the young people in your lives? Do you know what would put a smile on their faces? Have you begun decorating yet? Of course, these questions all share a common theme. They all revolve around the ideas of anticipation and preparation, which is, coincidentally, one of the primary themes of the season of Advent that we're beginning this week. One of the most memorable Advent experiences that I have ever had came at a rather peculiar time of year. One summer, almost 20 years ago. When I was in seminary, one of the compulsory parts of my education was a 12-week chaplaincy internship. These were usually done in a hospital setting, and I chose to do mine at a hospital in Toronto's East End. Part of this program included several on-call shifts, requiring the student to stay overnight at the hospital. We would sleep on a cot in one of the offices and be available to anyone in crisis overnight. I remember having a very uneasy feeling whenever it was my turn to be on call. As the evening progressed, the empty corridors took on a creepy tone. Then there was always the dread of not knowing what to expect. Would it be quiet or would it be hectic? To be honest, neither were great, but being busy was worse. Either way, I, I never slept particularly well. All along the eastern side of that hospital, there was an extended open promenade. And when I was on call, particularly if it had been a busy night, I would try to find some time to sit out on that promenade usually with a pretty bad cup of coffee, and watch the sunrise. Now, I'm not the kind of guy that sees many sunrises, but I saw my fair share working those overnight on-call shifts. Light shades of rose would gradually creep into the inky horizon. The morning sky would slowly transition through vibrant reds and into warm yellows the cool night air would gradually turn into a warm summer day. As I watched, I would try to put the events of the previous night behind me 
and look forward to what the new day might hold. The funny thing about watching those sunrises, they were both familiar in their pattern and simultaneously unique in that they marked the beginning of a new day. We can observe a certain predictability in the dawning of a new day, a new season, or a new year. Each cycle of dawn to dusk gradually marches through the familiar seasons of spring, summer, autumn, and winter. Yet somehow, each day is also a new beginning with its own challenges, rewards, and surprises. As I sat on that walkway, feeling my face begin to warm with the rising sun, I would marvel at the tension between the familiar and the excitement of the new day's potential. I think of that experience every year as we begin our Advent journey. During Advent, there is much that is familiar. The Advent wreath, the music and readings, and the building anticipation toward Christmas. And yet, we also hear God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah, promising that God will keep his word and begin a new thing amongst the people of Israel. We hear God promising to cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and that he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. God was promising to do a new thing in the world. Centuries later, Matthew and Luke would anchor Jesus' genealogy to the line of King David. It is through connections like these that Christians have come to understand Jesus to be the new thing that God had been promising. In the person of Jesus Christ, God showed up in person and walked in our midst. Put another way, with the birth of Jesus... God became interactive in a whole new way. But the funny thing is, that new way of doing things didn't really stop with Jesus. At Pentecost, God breathed new spiritual vitality into people of faith through the agency of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that functioned as a kind of spiritual midwife, helping to birth the Christian church. Of course, that breath of fresh air, that injection of spiritual vitality, didn't end there. It continues on today in people of faith around the world and throughout time, both today and in years to come. The person of Jesus Christ was not the only new way in which God worked in the world. Nor did these new things stop when the Holy Spirit breathed through the apostles almost 2,000 years ago. We begin to see that doing new things is an extension of God's creativity, the kind of creativity that sparked the universe into existence. God is still looking for creative ways to reach out to people today. People like you and I play an integral role in that creative process, not only because God wants a relationship with us, but because God wants to work through us to reach out to other people. I began by talking about all the things that we do in anticipation of Christmas, but today I'd like to ask you to set your Christmas wish list aside for just a moment. Take time to consider another kind of wish list. 
As we mark the beginning of a new church year, take time to consider what your spiritual wish list might look like. What are the kinds of gifts or attributes that you would aspire to over the coming year? Things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In what ways do you want to grow as a person? How might God be looking to speak to you and to work through you in the lives of your family, your friends, and your community? What are your hopes and dreams for your faith community? And how might we work together to achieve those things? Advent is often considered to be the beginning of a new liturgical or church year. I've often wondered, what would happen if we treated Advent like the beginning of a new calendar year and dreamt about what the year ahead might have in store for us, both personally, but also as a community of faith? Let's pray. God of justice, as your kingdom dawns, turn us from the darkness of sin to the light of holiness so that we may be ready to meet you in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>